0: All right, amen. Let's all stand all over the building tonight. Let's sing Let's Talk About Jesus. Sing Let's Talk About Jesus tonight. Appreciate everybody being faithful to the Lord tonight.
1: Two times through tonight. Here we go. Let's talk about Jesus, the King of Kings. About Jesus, more and more. One more time. Let's talk about Jesus. The King of Kings is He. The Lord of Lords. About Jesus more and more, amen. Let's pray, Heavenly Father. We do thank you,
0: Lord, for this time to come back to your house tonight. God, we just ask, Lord, you'd uh, be in all the services, Lord, be with the teachers as they open up the word and share the gospel, Lord, with these children. Father, may they learn tonight. God, if it be your will, may we see a precious soul come to know you as Savior tonight. God, I pray, Lord, you'd be in our services as well. God bless the Bible time, Lord, the singing. God, we pray, Lord, for our pastor and his wife, Lord, as they travel tonight, Lord, may you just be with them, keep them safe, Lord, help them to arrive home safely tonight. God, we do love you, thank you for Jesus tonight, it's in his name we do pray, amen. already got my volunteers tonight, you know who it is, you two come on up here tonight. Liam, you come on up here, all right. They asked very nicely earlier, I could not say no. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> amen, all right. You stand over there, stand up on the altar there, there you go. All right, Ava, you're going to have to hold it on up high. Put your hand right there. You ready? All right, let's pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, good job. All right, hold your flag up. All right, let's pledge. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands. One Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty for all who believe. All right, thank you. <coughs> Can I have that? There we go. <laughs> all right, this is our pledge to the Bible. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path and hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. All right, I appreciate it. All right, covers y'all can go ahead and head out tonight. over the building tonight, grab your book, Blue Song book tonight, page number 29. <clears throat> we'll do at the cross, that's page number 29 tonight. Appreciate your faithfulness to the house of the Lord. Appreciate y'all being here tonight. Y'all remember the pastor, I know uh, James told me just a little while ago that all the flights was canceled coming out of Philadelphia tonight, so they're going to take a 13 hour drive home. So y'all pray for them as they'll be traveling tonight through the rain and stuff. So just pray that heads around them as they're traveling, God will keep them safe. So uh, let's, let's do remember that tonight. But page number 29, at the cross, we'll do the first, second, and last verse. That's page number 29
1: tonight. <coughs> <coughs> Alas, and did my Savior bleed, and did my Sovereign die, would He devote that sacred head, Such a worm as I. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, And the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight, And now I am happy all the day. Was it for crimes that I have done? He groaned upon the tree. Amazing pity, grace know and love beyond degree. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burden of my heart rolled away, it was there by faith I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day. But drops of grief can never repay the debt of love I owe. Here, Lord, I give myself away. Tis all that I can do. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there. By faith I receive my sight, and now I am happy all the day.
0: Amen. Brother Biggs, are you up in prayer tonight, brother? Yes, God. Yes, Lord. Yes, amen let's all remain standing page 125 the solid rock we'll do that first first and course have a time of fellowship page 125
1: fellowship a while.
0: If I get some fellas to come on down tonight, we'll receive this Wednesday night's offering. All right. Little well, Josh, you want to pray for us? Brother Ken, as he us a message, yes, we need to hear, Lord. I will open our hearts and minds and be receptive of what that word is, Lord. I pray that we can to our life. Lord, I pray that In name I pray. Amen. Amen. could have listened to some more of that that was sounding good <laughs> that'll get your foot going amen appreciate that good plan tonight ladies we'll go ahead and start with our prayer time tonight as, as made mention uh just a few moments ago let's do remember pastor Mr. renee as they travel he had been in wisconsin earlier this week and all the flights have been canceled due to the weather so they're going to have to drive home from wisconsin it's about a 13-hour drive so just pray for them as they travel and uh, have to try, drive through the night so pray for their safety any other hands tonight okay pray for our sister another uh, hand on the side that I see go ahead amen Amen. let's pray for that Mary Margaret oh (laughs) yeah don't forget the pill bottles for the uh, operation Christmas child I know she's uh, already received uh, at least one I know of so uh, continue to pray for that fill it up with quarters you got 11 bucks and that'll help get these uh, boxes shipped out this year that'll be a big help so let's uh, do remember that. Any more hands on the right hand side? Mm. All
1: right.
0: Let's do remember that. I tell you. All right. Someone else on the right hand side tonight. Still remember, brother Jim Hall. Continue to pray for him. He'll get uh, get well. Any more hands in the middle of tonight? the beaks. Amen. All right, appreciate that tonight, brother. Ms. Helper. Okay, let's do remember these requests. Keith? All right, appreciate that, brother. Dr. go. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Remember the Maxie family? Miss <coughs> Patsy? Good to see you here tonight. (laughs) Got to keep Eddie straight. (laughs) Amen. They sure do. Brother Chester? Amen, brother. Thank you for that tonight. Someone else in the middle tonight? The same? Amen. (coughs) Amen. thank you for mentioning that and I know Miss Leanne usually mentions it, she's on vacation pray for her, she'll be traveling back this, this coming weekend and we'll be, uh, be in prayer for all of our shut-ins anybody else in the middle tonight? don't want to miss anybody over on the left hand side tonight Michaela yeah okay remember the Farmer family and Neil Varner Go ahead. Hmm. All right. Remember the Morrison family. Okay. Just remember this. Rufus. All right. Let's do that. Anybody else on the left tonight? Go ahead. Amen. I appreciate that tonight. Any more prayer requests? Gracie? Okay. Just remember that. Gracie just had a birthday. Happy birthday to you. Go ahead. amen amen appreciate that God's protection Cameron amen a lot of tragedy going on remember all these families that's affected by that and uh, there's lots to pray for let's uh, let's pray for our church church family and a lot of people going through things that you know a lot of us don't care to share so just uh, pray for everybody's everybody's minds and, and families and things and just appreciate y'all being faithful to the house of the lord tonight <clears throat> brother ed nichols you mind praying for us tonight Amen. Y'all can be turning into Genesis in chapter number one tonight. <clears throat> Genesis in chapter number one. Now I don't want to share uh, just a simple thought that's been running through my mind for about three weeks now. <clears throat> and uh, I've been trying to work up a message about it. And it's been taking that long just to get it through my thick skull, but uh, I think we got a few points to look at tonight. I wish I could say it's three points a poem and we'll go to the house, but it ain't going to work that way, Brother David. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, it ain't going to work that way tonight. I'm going to read a verse out of Psalm 139, and then I'll catch up with you all in Genesis in chapter number 1. I appreciate you turning in your Bibles tonight. Psalm 139, verse number 14, it's a verse that most of us are familiar with. It says, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. We'll get to Genesis chapter number 1, beginning in verse number 26. Genesis chapter number 1, verse number 26. It said, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed him, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Heavenly Father, help us now as we look into your word. God, show us some things tonight. Father, we just uh, definitely do pray. Lord, you just meet with us here tonight. And it's in Christ's name we do pray. Amen. I think we can all agree tonight that everybody is different. Everybody's different in some way, form, shape, or fashion. But according to the Word of God here, as we read in Genesis chapter number 1, verses 26 through 28, we were all created in His image. Every one of us, created in His image, created in His likeness. In the image of God, He created male and female. Uh, that's just how God said it. I didn't say it. God set it up that way. He created male and female. But all of us were made differently. When you think about everybody being made differently, we've got different likes and dislikes. If you look around the building tonight, we've got different eye colors we got different hair colors. We've got different sizes and shapes. You get to hanging around people a lot, you'll find different character traits. You know, just different all the way around, every one of us in here tonight. You might could even say that, that we were, you know, even though we were made in God's image, we all have a different wiring system, if you want to say. We're all just wired just a little bit differently, is what I want us to really get at tonight. When it comes to the way that we think and how we handle situations, we're all wired just a little bit differently. I mean, you know, everybody don't handle everything the same exact way. Why? Because internally within every one of us tonight, we're wired just a little bit differently. Our brains are an amazing piece of work. Scientists are still trying to figure out exactly how the brain operates, and they'll never really be able to figure that out. The average brain has around, or within itself, 10,000 thoughts a day. 10,000 thoughts a day goes through the average brain. That's amazing. It will help us all to realize in here tonight and it'll help help us all a lot in life, especially if you have a type of job where you have to deal with a lot of people, that everybody's different. Everybody's different. You know, I guess in some way it might, it might would be nice if everybody was the same, but then again, it would be definitely boring. Just be simply boring. Why? Because, I mean, everybody looks the same, talk the same, walk the same, act the same. You know, everything would be the same. And you know, know, even even society says that, you know, opposites attract and all that stuff. And it's just, we're just all different. And it helped every one of us in here tonight to realize that we're all different. We don't look at situations the same way. We don't handle situations the same way. We don't act the same way. And if you've ever been in a place of authority or supervision or leadership role, you know very well what I'm talking about tonight. When you're dealing with people, some folks need some motivation. And then you'll have some folks that don't need no motivation at all. I mean, they're just great self-starters. I mean, they're just ready to go. They jump up out of the bed, and they're just ready to go. And some, of them, some people just come in dragging. you got to give them a pep talk. you got to pat them on the back. you got to smooth them just a little bit to get them going good. I mean, it's, people's different. Some folks don't need to be told what to do every day. And then you got some of those folks that need to be told what to do every day, the same thing every day. It's just, didn't I tell you how to do this yesterday? <laughs> I mean, just everybody's different, even in families. Some of us come from big families. Some of you come from where you have two or three siblings. Some come from where you got ten siblings. But even in families, one child may be hard-headed, and then the other one may be tender-hearted within the same family. Came from the same mom and daddy. It's just everybody's made differently. We're all wired a little bit differently. Some kids need to be spanked. Some kids just need a good stern talking to. And some kids just need that look. (laughs) It's just different. Some need to be begged to do their schoolwork while you may have another one that's just self-driven. You never have to say a word. They're just going to do it because they want to do it and they want it to be right and they want to get the best grade they can get and the other one you got to beg would you please do your schoolwork. I need you to graduate. (laughs) One may need a lot of sleep. You may have another child and don't require hardly any sleep. It's just everybody's just made differently. We have to realize that. We're all wired just a little bit differently. So tonight, I want to share some thoughts on you, or share some thoughts with you, just some thoughts on how we should be wired, how we should be wired. You know, number one tonight, I think we should be wired to work. I think we ought to be wired to work. Proverbs 20 and verse number 11 says, even a child is known by his doings, whether his work be pure and whether it be right. Turn with me to Proverbs tonight. We're going to look at a few few verses while we go along. But it's just some simple thoughts I want to share with you tonight. Anything that comes from me, I promise you, is going to be simple. But Proverbs 24 and verse number 27. It says, prepare thy work without, and make it fit for thyself in the field, and afterward build thine house. I want you to also, while we're turning, let's go to 2 Thessalonians second Thessalonians in chapter number 2 Thessalonians chapter three verse number 10 says for even when we were we were with you this we command you that if any would not work neither should he eat if any would not work neither should he eat you know and I know a lot of us in here would agree with me tonight when I say this but hard work has never hurt anybody never hurt anybody you know there's different levels of hard work whether you, you know whether you're working on a job it's, it's it's nothing wrong with hard work i remember um y'all know very well that I was uh as i was being raised up played a lot of sports and every coach i was ever around made us work hard now i didn't agree with it and i didn't really like it while i was doing it but as we got into a game time situation i understood exactly why he put us through what he put us through because all that would reveal itself you know we're we're missing a hard work ethic these days and, and just people just hard work you don't seem to find it as much as we used to everybody wants the easy way out we want it easy and I think it's due to the fact of our uh, instant gratification society that we have these days all this information technology all this texting email and all this thing I mean everything's just got to be so quick got to be so quick rush 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 need to answer now you send somebody a text message if they ain't answered you in five seconds you're mad or you're worried that they're mad at you we just want instant answers right away. you got to have it right now. You know, when you read your Bible enough and you find out God tells a lot of people, wait. Wait. But well, I'm not dealing with that tonight. But everybody wants the easy way out. Some folks have no desire to, ha- have, no desire to have anything, and that's hard for me to understand. No desire. Not to, not to want anything or not to have anything or just fine with having absolutely nothing. No desire, no drive. That's strange to me. The American dream used to be you find a job, you get married, you raise a family, you buy a house, and you have a few nice things, and you have a happy life. That was the American dream. I don't know what the American dream is anymore. There seems to be a crowd of no self-worth out there, no desire to achieve, no desire to achieve anything. I ran across some good, some good quotes, and I thought I'd share some of them with you. Nothing worth having comes easy. Another quote I came across, and I really like this one. I might even put it on somewhere in my house so I can read it every day. You can't have a million-dollar dream on a minimum wage work ethic. That'll stick with you for a while. Hard work spotlights the character of people. Three things. Some turn up their sleeves. Some turn up their noses some don't turn up at all I'm more of that crowd who just likes to turn their sleeves up work needs to be done let's roll the sleeves up and let's get it done dreams don't work unless you do I like this one it says work hard in silence let your success make the noise Proverbs 27 verse number 2 exemplifies that it says let another man praise thee and not thine own mouth a stranger not that oneness he said work hard in silence but let your success make the noise america was built on hard work and strong work ethic america is here today because people would get up and go and work and and try to build and try to create and try to have dreams and try to build things make money and and build jobs and and factories and all these things and and we've seen the big factory boom around our, co- around our community and around our county, and we've seen all this build up, and we've seen it all go away. It's kind of sad if you was raised here all your life and you'd ride down through Bassett. I mean, it used to be a time when you would ride through Bassett, you wanted to make sure that you didn't go there between 4 and 4.30 because it was going to be traffic jam. Please don't go by Bassett Walk when all the crazy ladies was coming out of there from the sewing mill. <laughs> Them truck drivers, they would park their trucks. If they had some trucks to move around, they said, "Uh-uh, not while they're letting out of work." They said, "Them women want to go home." (laughs) But we've seen it all rise, and we've seen it all kind of deplete away from here. But hard work built all of that. All these big buildings you see around here—someone had a dream. They worked hard. They got a workforce going on. Those people worked hard, and they built it up. You know, it would be good for us all in here tonight, if we got children or grandkids, it would be good for us all to teach our kids how to work hard. A good hard work ethic. If they're not, you know, if they're working with their brain, teach them how to work hard. If they're working with their hands, teach them how to work hard. It's not going to hurt them. Some people say, well, they may get dirty or they might get a blister or they might get a splinter. Good. It'll be good for them. Be good for them. That's what they need. You know, it wouldn't, I mean, when I was a teenager and, you know, I got a car and I got a little job uh, working at a a full-service gas station and, you know, it wasn't a big amount of money, but it was big enough to me. You know, let them get a job. Let them see what it's like to actually have to go out here and earn some money. It'll make them appreciate some things. Make them appreciate some things. Since we're talking about hard work number two i come i was thinking about you know we ought to be wired to work but you know there's just some people out there that's just wired to whine, wired to wine or aka gripe and complain it's too hard it's too hot it's too cold it's impossible hey let me tell you ain't nothing impossible if there's a will there's a way there's a way That word impossible tends to show up when hard work's involved. We gotta do that? Man, that's impossible. That's what we thought when we was gonna dig this trench around here, but the men come together and we we got after it. In two days, we dug a trench and filled it back in and covered it up. Now grass is starting to grow. Praise the Lord. And y'all keep praying because so far, still had not seen any water. So keep praying. Talked to Steve Martin earlier today. He was was just kind of wondering if if our trick or if we, what we done work and I said we we'll use some of your we we'll use some of your ideas and and uh, we dug that trench and we put the pipe in filled it full the rock and all that stuff he said great he said I told my partner he said y'all was doing the right thing doing that before you tried to mess with your parking lot try to get rid of that water I said I appreciate it but you know <clears throat> there's just people out there it seems like they're wired to just whine about everything that word impossible tends to show up when hard work's involved or things get a little bit challenging Aubrey Hepburn said, if you take that word impossible, you can turn it into I'm possible. Impossible, turn it into I'm possible. Napoleon Bonaparte said, and I thought this was interesting, Napoleon Bonaparte said impossible is a word only to be found in the dictionary of fools. That's very interesting. Tommy Lasorda, a great Major League Baseball coach, said the difference between impossible and the possible lies in a man's determination." Some people, if you tell them it's impossible, man, the wheels start rolling. It's almost like a challenge. Don't tell me it's impossible. So I'm going to show you it's possible. There's some people out there that you can just challenge them. Say, man, ain't no way y'all can do that. Oh, yeah, watch and see. (laughs) Nothing is impossible when God's on your side. I know we all know that tonight, but if you get to thinking about nothing's impossible when God's on your side, just go and ask Moses when he faced the Red Sea. An impossible thing to surmount. God showed him away. Ask Joshua about Jericho. Ask Gideon when his army sank to 300 men. Ask David when he faced Goliath. Ask Sarah when she was getting ready to give birth at 90 years old. Ask Nehemiah when they had to rebuild the walls. Nothing is impossible when God is on your side. That should fire fire every one of us up in here tonight to wake up every day and face new challenges knowing that nothing is impossible. For with God, all things are possible. As a child of God, we ought to know that God is on our side and He is the one who makes impossible possible. We need to stop whining and just start working. If we would put as much work into it as we do the complaint, man, what a difference that would make. Stop complaining so much and just get busy. We need to get back to working. Stop whining. We need to be wired to work, not wired to whine. Number three, I was thinking about, we need to be wired to win. Wired to win. As a child of God, we win. Jesus has conquered death, hell, and the grave for us. The Bible says we're more than conquerors. The Bible tells us we have overcome. We shouldn't be living in defeat all the time. We need to be wired to win. We need to have that drive, that motivation, that desire to get up every morning and conquer whatever may lay ahead. Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. Our champion is the King of kings and Lord of lords. As the song says, we're on the winning side. The old devil may punch us and knock us around every once in a while, but I want you to know tonight in the boxing world, you don't have to win every round to win every fight. We need to have that winner's mentality. We may not be the biggest or baddest. We may not be the tallest or strongest. But there's a line that lies within side of us. And when the tough gets going, the going gets tough. Just pull up your shirt sleeves and go to work and get some backbone. Quit whining and complaining. Just start working. The old saying says it doesn't matter the size of the dog in the fight, but the size of the fight in the dog. I've seen some mighty big fellows go down to some very small ones. Being wired to win means no matter the obstacle, no matter the challenge, no matter the enemy, just say, I'm ready. I'm ready. David wasn't worried about the size of Goliath. He said, why is this uncircumcised Philistines talking about the nation of Israel and, and, and cursing our God? Somebody ought to take care of that man. I can't imagine that little teenage boy turning around and seeing all these mighty men of valor standing there in their armor and their swords and their shields and could hear the clanking because he was also nervous because Goliath was coming out and sending out threatenings about things, calling them names. He said, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Y'all won't fight him? I will. They probably all laughed in his face. But boy, who was doing the laughing at the end of the day? David wasn't worried about it. He had to. He had to he had some fight in him. He was ready for the challenge. You know, we need to be that type of person when we wake up in the morning, and the devil says, uh-oh, they're up. Watch out. That's the that type of person we need to be. We need to be wired to work. We need to be wired to win. We don't need to be wired to watch. Don't need to be wired to watch. I like people who get involved. You know, I'm one of those persons when there's something to be done, get involved. Don't get caught on the seat of do nothing. Let's get involved in things. You know, we hear this a lot. I don't think I fit in there. There's nothing for me to do there. That's a bunch of hogwash. There's always something for somebody to do here. I promise you that. I promise you there's something for somebody to do. We need to quit watching, start working. Quit sitting back and and letting everybody else do everything. Just get involved. Do something. Lend a helping hand. Have a work day. Show up. To have a decorating day, show up. Just do something. Man, I don't want to show up over there when they're decorating and all that stuff. Hey, we can, we can sweep floors. We can clean up a parking lot. I mean, there's a lot of things that can be done. I promise you. We can do some painting. I mean, there's always something that needs to be done around here. There's enough kids and enough grown-ups around here running around. There's plenty of dings and dents and scrapes on the walls. Hey, we can clean floors. We can, we can paint. I'm telling you, there's a list that could go for miles. kind of stuff that needs to be done around here? problem is we, we, get to, we get that where we're wired to watch sometimes. We want to watch everybody else do everything. Let somebody else do it. Man, I wish we had a church full of them somebody else's. We'd have a pack crowd. Everybody's always got somebody else to do something. You know, my own motto a lot of times, you know, I would never ask anybody to do something I wouldn't do myself. I wouldn't. Don't have a right to. If I'm not willing to do it, why should I ask somebody else to do it? Now, I may have done that job and not enjoyed it, and I may ask you to do it, <laughs> but probably not. When it, comes to, when it comes to making a list of things to do, I'll pass out all the easy jobs, and I'll save the hard ones for me. Why? This is the type of person I am. I'm not trying to brag on myself or nothing. i just, you know, all of us are wired differently in here tonight. You know, I was, was talking about, you know, how people handle different situations. People's just wired differently. Some people, I wish I'd have made a huge illustration of it tonight, but oftentimes I think about it this way. Some people just have built within them a giant flip-out switch. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it doesn't matter. Everything has to be something. You know. You know, whether it's raining or whether it's warm outside or whether it's cold outside or whether this person said that or this, this person done that or, or something out of the ordinary happens, all of a sudden, boom, burn burn burn. I mean, everything has to be something. They flip out over everything. It's, it's hard for me to fathom sometimes. I mean, everybody's wired differently. Some people, go, some people go crazy. Some people are just cool, calm, and collected, it seems, all the time. But everybody's wired just a little bit differently. You know, some people just get overly excited about things all the time. It's just, I don't know. Y'all understand what I'm saying tonight when it comes to our wiring system on the inside? But that's what makes the world go around, ain't it? It's what makes our church very interesting. It makes it hard sometimes dealing, when you're dealing with folks. But, you know, you just have to understand when you sit down and you're talking to people or, you know, you're talking to young people, you have to realize we're all different. come from different walks of life. It helps us out. It helps us out when you realize these things. You know, whether you've pastored churches, whether you've worked with young people, whether you're running, you know, a business, whether you're running a college. I mean, when you deal with people, you have to realize everybody's not like you and everybody's different.
1: You
0: know, we get, you know, it's hard on, on pastors a lot of times when dealing with people because they have to be careful. You can deal with one person one way, but then you have to deal with another person another way. Some person can take some hard talking and some hard language and, you know, just be forced with, and other ones, if you were to say that, it would crush them. You have to learn what they call, I guess you would say, a a good bedside manner in dealing with folks. That's why everybody's not called to be a pastor. If you're not a people person, you got no business being a pastor because you'll do more damage to folks than you would helping folks. You know, some people, I believe, would... Some pastors out there, I believe, would make good evangelists, but they just wasn't—they just wasn't wired to be a pastor. A pastor has to love people and care and tend for the sheep. And we was working for a fellow last week over here in Collinsville, that was uh, Ed. Kind of spotted it out. I didn't really. And as we was leaving, uh, I was outside loaded some stuff up on the truck, and he called me back in. He said, "I want you to meet this fella." He was a pastor for 42 years. He had pastored up north, and uh, he was in the American Baptist Association. And uh, he was, he, you know, he was cutting up and joking and carrying on, but he shook my hand. He said, "He said, you know you're done when you're dealing with people and you feel like you want to snap their neck off. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> but he was laughing as he was saying it. He said, I'm just joking around. But, uh, you know, he had he had several things to say, but he pastored up north for 42 years in the American Baptist Association. and uh, Good, sweet spirit, and he... Uh, he he said, I'll be praying for you. The Lord will bless you and what you're doing. And, you know, he had words of encouragement. But... Now, you think about it. You deal with, you know, you deal with folks and issues. And I think he said, you know, he had, he had done, I can't remember how many funerals he had done in his lifetime. But, you know, he said, you know, you, you bury folks and you deal with folks with heartache and heartbreak and all these things. And, you know, you're trying to raise your family and you're trying to stay sane yourself. And, and it's tough. It's tough. What we need—that's you know—as we're wired differently, we definitely need to be in prayer for our pastor. You know, he has a lot, lot on his plate and a lot to handle and a lot to deal with. you know, everybody's always got great advice, you know, on how to pastor a church, but they've never pastored one. Everybody's always got great advice on how to run a business, but they've never run one. I always found that interesting. Know has has some teachers in school that taught business and asked them said you ever run a business? Uh-uh. How can you teach business if you've never ran a business? You're just teaching me what the book says. But you take somebody who's been running a business for thirty or forty years and you get up under their belt, up under their wing, and let them teach you some things. You'll learn some things. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't learn what's in the books, but you know, hands-on experience I found out is probably the best that's out there to train. You can go to school and. You know, we're talking about wiring. I know Tim could probably, you know, say about this or Brother Eddie, but, you know, you can go to school and you can learn everything you need to know about wiring at school. But when you get out there and you begin to put your hands on things, everything is totally different. Sure, you got some knowledge about how things are supposed to operate, but, you know, those engineers, they can draw up things and tell you how to build stuff. But Tim has Tim even told me, he said, man, we have to go back and talk to some of them engineers. And say, hey, look, this just ain't going to work. <laughs> what are you talking about? This says it will and this says it will. I'm telling you, it will not work. Same way sometimes when you're building a house. You know, some carpenters out there, you know, architect will draw the plans and you get to building a house. Wait a minute, something don't seem right. Most architects, if, you know, if they're wise enough, they'll listen to a carpenter who's been out there 30, 40 years building homes, say, hey man, we might need to put you know, some extra framing in here. Or, you know, you really don't need this right here. We're all just wired just a little bit differently. I know we kind of get done a little earlier tonight, but just a simple little thought, simple little message on how we're wired differently. I think we ought to be wired to work and I, I know y'all agree with that. Let's not be wired to whine. Let's quit writing and complaining so much and just roll up our sleeves and go to work. Let's teach our kids and our grandkids on how to, you know, how, how to work and work hard and, and you know, get and gain stuff and you know, and, and give and I mean all those things. Nothing wrong with it. You know, in playing sports a lot. You no, know, I didn't mind a game where you know you blowed somebody else out. You know, you beat them by ten runs in baseball or whatever. Had a slaughter rule. Yeah, that was fun. But the most memorable ones was the dog fight, where every play counted, where well, one mistake could ruin the game. That's the ones I enjoyed the most. That's the ones I remember the most where it came down to two outs and, you know, you you knock in the win and run. The game was 0-0, to been a battle. I remember those things. Hard to remember some of the blowouts. but Some of those games where it was just, you know, you was biting your nails the whole time. That next fly ball, man, if you drop it, it's your fault. If you make that error on that ground ball or you overthrow the first baseman, it's your fault. That's the kind of games I like. That's the ones people mostly remember. Hard work. Where you had to sweat it out let's not be wired to watch but let's be wired to win let's get involved hey the best way you can feel like you fit in somewhere and get involved become part of this don't just join but join and get involved I appreciate you listening to me tonight I'm not gonna leave you hanging on a limb like some people said I did last week <laughs> I just kind of cut it off. But let's be wired to work, not wired to whine, wired to win, not wired to watch. Let's all stand together tonight. That's a new record. Ten minutes early. We're not done yet, I don't reckon. Be in prayer for the services this coming Sunday. Pray for Pastor Renee as they travel tonight. Let's pray for all those who has been touched by tragedy this week. Some who are facing cancer still remember uh, Sarah Lawson as she's uh, recovering from her treatments that she had, and just pray for that. I know some other people's facing some tests and some things that doctors are looking over. I, I would desire that you pray for those as well. Ain't it good to be in a place where you know people will pray for you? I appreciate y'all tonight. Appreciate your faithfulness to the house of the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, God, we do thank you, Lord, for this time I was able to look into your word. God, we just ask, Lord, tonight that you would bless this place. God, our congregation, Lord, I pray you'd watch over it. Lord, I think of the shut ins tonight, Lord, that you would help them, Lord, to just get their strength back. Father, to get over their ailments and, Father, their illnesses. And, God, those who are traveling tonight, Lord, I pray, Father, you'd put angels around the vehicles. Lord, our pastor and Miss Renee, God, keep them safe, keep them awake and alert. Father, give them a safe ride home as they travel through this weather. And I know you'll watch after them. God, we thank you, Lord, for our church tonight. Thank you for this place we're able to assemble together. And God, a place where we can come and worship your name. But Father, I pray that this is not the only place where we worship you at. God, as we go out every day, Lord, may we worship you, Father, and how we handle ourselves and how we're a testimony, Lord, to others. God, may your grace be evident, Lord, to everybody that comes in contact with us. God, I thank you, Lord, tonight for Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you loved us first. God, I just can't thank you for the calling you put on my life. and God, help us all, Lord, in here tonight to realize that we're all just wired just a little bit differently. God, you made us all, and we're all all made in your image. Father, one day we're going to spend eternity in heaven together. Father, help us, Lord, as we're living down here together, Lord, to get along with each other. God, just show the love of Jesus. God, we pray for our church, for the spirit of the church here. and I would just ask, Lord, you just use this place, Lord, to be a lighthouse here in this community. Father, may people come in here and get help. Father, those who are out there are weary and are lost, God, I pray, Lord, that they could come in here and, and receive Christ as Savior. God, use this place in a mighty way. Lord, we do love you tonight. Thank you for loving us. It's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Don't forget, tomorrow night's the daycare program. Starts at 730. We do need some ushers. If you could, please be here at 630. Help with the parking lot attendant and things. Be able to pass out flyers. So don't forget, tomorrow night we need some help.